Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Aaron, it is great to have you with us. Monty said game seven tonight. I'm still hungover from the game six that we had Saturday night because of how crazy things played out in Miami. I was someone who was lucky enough along with Jason Martin to be on air during that game. And even thinking back on it, it's so surreal because, you know, you, you have to go through everything that happened. Um, heat trail by 10 with about four minutes to go. Rally all the way back. You have a couple Duncan Robinson missed threes. Then, and maybe it's easy to forget, maybe it's not. You tell me because you were somebody that was kind of watching it, uh, you know, not as somebody who has to immediately react. But I think it's easy to forget there's a moment in time where we don't know if that Jimmy Butler foul is a two or a three. So we don't know, are we playing potentially for overtime or can he essentially seal this win? He goes, he gets the three foul shots, makes all three. And then, of course, the, the the rest is history. But you just go through the final three, four, five minutes of that game. I think even earlier in the fourth quarter, Boston was up by 10 and Miami cut the lead. So I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that you're still hungover, that it was one of the great finishes in NBA playoff history. Uh, and it obviously sets up an incredible, incredible uh, moment tonight. There, there are so many moments, and you're right. And... I, yeah, I think I really kind of think this is kind of our our, our last chance to really digest mm-hmm. what happened in Game Six, just because of what's at stake tonight. But also, this this was a classic game, and this will be a game that will be talked about, just like when the Heat won in 2013 against the Spurs. It's Ray Allen's shot in Game Six that ends up being the story, and not what was done in in Game Seven. This Eastern Conference Final Game Six is going to be the game that's going to be talked about. Um, I, I think in history, no matter who wins tonight, even if the Heat, if the if the Heat somehow bounce back and are able to win, I think that we still talk about what happened in Game Six, 
And if the Celtics win, obviously game six is going to be the uh, ball between Buckner's legs. It's going to be uh, the Dave Roberts steal. All of these things involving Boston, mm-hmm. by the way. And I know that the Red Sox <laughs> and Mets weren't a, uh, a, a 3-0 comeback. But what it is, is it's the point in the series that you talk about that ultimately led to a possible a, a victory in that series. So with all that being said, Aaron, I just still – I can't get away from with everything that you laid out, like the like the Duncan Robinson two missed threes because of how good of a shooter he is, and how one was so he had so much time mm-hmm. was a big deal, and the other one was in rhythm. So you're like, well, the one he had too much time. Maybe <laughs> if he gets in in rhythm, maybe he'll hit that shot. So that stands out to me. But honestly, the the biggest play I think is Marcus Smart shooting that shot with three seconds left allowing them to have that second chance opportunity. Well, sorry, go ahead. No, that's a, no, no, go ahead. I, I think that because I think that there are so many different layers to that and we can peel back that onion. But as I stand back and I look at everything and look at the Al Horford foul, look at the, in the last two minutes, there was, there was no violation on Jimmy Butler that felt was missed. There were other missed calls in the final two minute report. But when we look back on it, we look back on the three free throws, I still will probably go back to Marcus Smart's. I don't know if it's wherewithal. I don't know if he yeah. just, you know, that's what I want to discuss on yeah. a lucky penny sort of thing. But I think that there are so many layers on why his shot, when he took it, where he took it, was so important that ultimately that's what I'm going to remember from Game Six. So that, so that is an interesting element of it. And again, that was actually my first reaction. When the shot goes in, and listen, I I have no true rooting interest in this. You know, once Jimmy Butler makes those three free throws, I'm kind of rooting for Miami to 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 do this and to to go to the finals after coming up just short a year ago. But why I bring it up is, I tweeted that exact thing out. I, I tweeted something to the effect of, you know, the Celtics being bailed out by a bad Marcus Smart shot. And I had a lot of people. Oh, yeah, I mean, he obviously just put it up right away so that they could they'd have enough time for the putback. And it's like. Come on now. Like, like to me, I think it was, whether it was drawn up for Marcus Smart to take the shot or not, I don't know. But what I do know is you cannot tell me that that was a good shot and that was the shot that Joe Mazzula wanted out of the timeout. And people that sit there and say, what is he supposed to do, dribble and let the clock expire? It's like, well, you know, go back to may, literally maybe the most iconic shot in, in basketball history, Christian Leitner, right? Like he had the wherewithal with three and I think it was three, two, to take a dribble, spin move. He had plenty of time to get the shot that he wanted. So we can debate a lot of different things about that. What I don't think we can debate was that it was a bad shot by Marcus Smart and that if Joe Missoula, without knowing the outcome, could do it over, he would probably say, Marcus, you have time to take a dribble. You have time to take two or three dribbles. I mean, you know, again, to, to go back to the college basketball analogy, Fran Fraschilla, a great college basketball announcer, says all the time, you have about a second per dribble where he has time to take a dribble or two, throw up a pump fake, do something. So incredible finish. Don't want to diminish it. Celtics deserve to win. But that is one thing that I will uh, I will argue to my grave is that that was not a good shot by Marcus Smart. That was not by design to just throw something up for a hopeful putback. But it doesn't really matter because we got a game seven tonight, Dan. See, I, I actually I, I think that it was. I, I think that Boston was down one. They were okay. They, they they were down one in that situation. So to not even 
you're I, I I felt three seconds is an eternity in in that scenario, and I agree with you. I also think three seconds allows the defense to be able to react where maybe you're not going to get the pass, but you you could in essence think you're getting a better shot when really you're allowing the defense to react to you because a pass would likely mean likely mean time would expire. So whoever the inbound goes to has to have has to take that shot. And they didn't need a three. You know, mm-hmm. he just got it in a position where he took it and turned, and that allowed Tatum to go to the basket and obviously Derek White. And that's where this all then breaks down to is and why why this shot was so important when it was was because also because of how Miami defended it. Mm-hmm. And that was not defending the inbounds play. So Max Struess didn't have a guy. His guy was to make sure that Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum didn't get the ball. And so when Struess is 28 feet from the basket, when Derek White ends up inbounding it, darn near impossible, especially because now Marcus Smart is kind of in his way from even trying to get a shot off uh, in between as, as White ends up going to the basket. Like, there's just the that whole, like, process. And I do, Aaron, I do. I I know you're going to argue until you're, you're, you know, until you're dead, to your grave, as you said. But I do think he thought, I need to get this off immediately in case we can get a second chance opportunity and I think everybody thought one stop we saw Jimmy Butler say one say, stop yeah. right you know in that in that aspect of it and and I think that that's why Marcus Smart shot so quickly now did I think he would think that there would be a tenth of a second no did I think he think that his ball would wrap you know roll around the rim in the timing of it I mean because that's the other thing if the ball just kind of clanks off the rim maybe Derek White gets it at a unique angle like mm-hmm. at his knees and can't throw one up or tip one up at that time, but because it kind of rattled around the rim, allowed White maybe an extra millisecond to get up to the hoop. But I do think he he, he shot it immediately, and I, I don't know, I, I don't know if Joe Mazzula said that in the huddle, but I I think Mark that was going through Marcus Smart's mind because, as you said, it wasn't a great shot. No, it wasn't the look that you would want, but it was the look that he took because of what I felt that their plan probably was. Now, did I think that they would think, and then Derek White's going to run to the basket and get the offensive rebound? No, but I think that they at least wanted to say, hey, if there's a tip-in, we have an opportunity to maybe to maybe cash in. And that's what you do in late-game situations. Down by one, if there's 20, if there's 20 seconds left, you try to score, because if you miss, then you can extend the game and still get a three. But if you're down by one, to take it to the buzzer, you have no opportunity for a tip-in. And, and three seconds is probably as quick as that we could go. I just That's why I think that he just he shot it the way that it was, because it wasn't a good shot. Well, we, we could debate the Marcus Smart thing, but I will say, to answer the fundamental question that we opened the show with, what's the, the wildest thing about it? I think there's, there's a couple things that come to mind is that one, Jimmy Butler really only has to make two out of three, right? So he makes all three. Then you add in the fact that if Boston doesn't get the tip in, that their season is over. Like, like I think mm-hmm. that that's the part that, like, if Jimmy Butler misses one, and th- this is, again, stuff that, that I know everybody on the network has spent the last 36 hours talking about, but if if Jimmy Butler, by the way, if it's, if, if it's ruled a two instead of a three, 
then then it's potentially overtime if Jimmy Butler misses one. But the fact that if Derek White isn't in the right place at the right time, that the Celtics season is over, and that beyond that, oh, by the way, we're having conversations today, fair or not, about Joe Missoula's future, about if they need to make a trade, is Jalen Brown now all of a sudden expendable? So there's that element of it as well. And that's what I think is the most amazing yep. thing when you think about it. But then I also think the thing that I'll be honest, I, I just didn't realize in real time. And again, I, I was on air, so I'm just reacting to everything and trying to make sure I didn't miss this and I didn't miss that. And I didn't miss a sound bite that came in uh, through the back. But the thing that that now, like, like something that I did not realize in real time for probably about 10 or 15 minutes was that. Derek White was the actual inbounder. So I can argue and you can argue and we can debate whether Marcus Smart took the right shot or not. We obviously fall on different sides of this. But for Derek White to have – this wasn't just a seven-footer that happened to be there that tips the ball in. Derek White to have the wherewithal to immediately, if you look at the video, run to the corner for a potential pass, but then as soon as the shot goes up, crash the boards. I know it's fundamental basketball 101. It's what you're taught. But in a moment with the season on the line to have the wherewithal to go from inbounder to potential you know, shot taker to I'm going to crash the boards and then, as you said, right place, right time – that that is the part to me in hindsight that's most incredible is that Derek that Derek White wasn't just a dude on the floor he was the inbounder that had the wherewithal to go make that play. It's 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 also why I just I, I go back to like what I just think like you know smart shot is such the trunk of the tree with all of this, and it makes Spolstra's decision to not guard the inbounder uh, so vital because Max Struess was the guy that was supposed to guard the inbound if they were man-to-man or if Struess was trying to not de- deny the ball to Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, uh, then Struess has an assignment. Because what also happens in these scenarios, Aaron, and this happens so much on social media and, and in our medium, is you look for someone to blame. Sure. And there are people that. who are blaming Max Struess. Well, Max Struess did his job because Jason Tatum and, yes. and Jalen Brown didn't get the ball. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what they that's what they wanted in that. Scenario. And they forced a bad shot from Marcus Smart. We could debate whether he should have dribbled, whether he had yeah. more time. They forced a bad shot. They forced the shot that they would have wanted if they could have drawn it up perfectly. Yes, yes. And uh, the worst thing about it that I feel is Struess actually was able to make up ground at the end. So on certain camera angles, he's in the picture as Derek White is tipping it in with a tenth of a second left. And so it it appears that he lost his man. And it's just – it's too much to ask of someone because if Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown get that ball, that player is double teamed. They're they're doubled. They are. And there's nobody there to guard them. Uh, or, or there's no ability to pass because there's two guys guarding him. So Tatum, again, because of time, is not going to be able to make another pass. It works out in that way. But because Struess didn't have anybody to guard um, because they weren't guarding the inbounder, he ends up kind of being the scapegoat for some on social media, and it never should have never should have been that way. It would be different, Aaron, if it was Steph Curry because then you are guarding the inbound because you know that Steph could have the ability to get the ball right back after the pass. But nobody was worried about Derek White. Nobody was worried that thinking like, hey, they're going to inbound it and get it right back to White as the shooter. That's not what it's not what the thought process was, uh, let alone that White's going to crash the board, be on the left side, and the ball's going to ricochet softly enough for him to, 
to tip it in. It's just it's it's crazy. And you're right with the the Butler free throws as well. If he only makes two, even if it's the if he misses the first and makes the last two, whatever the case is, Marcus Smart is. I don't know if he's he's taking that shot in that scenario um, because there is an overtime. I think there is something with your back against the wall uh, scenario of we probably need to get a better shot Mm -hmm. in that situation. So maybe you don't. And if you don't get the shot off, it's not, you know, the end of the world scenario. It's the, all right, well, we've got overtime. We didn't get a shot off or it was whatever. I, I don't think Marcus Smart takes that shot if the game is tied. Yeah, I, well, and again, it, it. I think I do think to your point, the urgency of if this shot doesn't go in, and we know this isn't actually what happened, but if this shot doesn't go in, our season is over. I do think it, a guy in a moment, and I'm not here to criticize Marcus Smart. I do think in a moment you do kind of rush the process of like the last thing I want is to not be able to get a shot up. So um, it's just it, again, I I don't think it's an over. I, I'm not. I'm far from an NBA historian, but I don't think it's an exaggeration to say. It was one of the greatest finishes in NBA history for all of the reasons that we discussed. Jimmy Butler having a hit minimum of two and goes three for three. Um, the Celtics season on the line. The history that's at stake. Now, the Celtics, and I know we're going to talk about this over the next three hours, both in the Doug Gottlieb show and for Cavino and Rich, the Celtics still have to close this out or there are a lot of questions but if they do close this out, and I mean, you know, if they do close this out, let's say, I mean, let's go down the road and say they win a championship. I mean, this goes down as one of the iconic moments in NBA history. So, for sure. Yeah, there's a long way to get there. But you think about what would have happened if Derek White wasn't there. It's kind of surreal to think about. There is there is something to the point, and there's, there's two things I want to say. Number one, you know basketball enough. When you're, when you're down one and there's four seconds, you don't – you don't take the clock down to one second and shoot. Sure. You don't. You, you shoot with four seconds left because of the ability of the offensive rebound. When you're tied, you take it all, you know, you take it all and you say worst case scenario overtime. Take it all the way down. And that's, you know, back to the free throw portion of that. The other thing about it to to lend to what you're talking about this game being when the Seahawks threw the interception and Russell Wilson was picked off at the goal line by Malcolm Butler against New England, one of the things that isn't talked about as much, now Seattle likely wins the game, but there is still time left on the clock for Tom Brady. There's not tons. Belichick would have been criticized because he didn't call timeout, but New England would have needed a field goal. Um, and we saw how Kansas City could score one in 13 seconds. Maybe the Patriots come back and are able to kick a field goal in that game. That's never talked about. Sure. But but you want to talk about how close the Seahawks were to winning back-to-back, we essentially say they were down to the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. That's where I think Derek White's tip-in is. I think it's David Freeze. The Texas Rangers were a strike away twice from winning the 2011 World Series. Wow. A strike away from winning it. And... David Freeze, you know, ruined uh, any Texas Ranger fans' dreams uh, on on two occasions. So a strike away from winning it all. That's what I think like we are. Like the Miami Heat were a tenth of a second away from going to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics were a tenth of a second away. And and it didn't happen. Yeah. So to, to add to the lore of it, those are the sort of moments that we're talking about when it uh, comes to sports. So I'll just wrap by saying it makes Game 7 that much more interesting, f- not just for what the win going to the finals would mean, but what the loss 
for whoever ends up losing tonight would mean as well. He's Aaron Torres. Find him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Hit me up on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox as we are in for Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Is there a crack in the door that would allow Tom Brady to return to the NFL? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio on this Memorial Day. Hope you're traveling safely. Also hope you can at least take some time out today. Remember those that we uh, have lost uh, who gave the ultimate sacrifice uh, for us. It is. Uh, I know a lot of people go have vacations, get away, unofficial start of summer. But please remember those and keep their families in your mind as well. Aaron Torres and I are sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. You can find Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres and hit me up at Dan Byer on Fox. This Tom Brady Raiders ownership story uh, was one that broke a couple of weeks ago, but Tom Brady starting quarterback of the Raiders is now <laughs> becoming a story, Aaron, that I never thought that we would get to this point of, I, I, I don't know why, I don't know why I believed Brady so much when he said he'd retired, and I still do right now, but it's just funny on how these scenarios play out. That the team that he's he's thinking about being in uh, a you know a partial owner or owning a share of now has a quarterback issue uh, is also run by you know his former offensive coordinator. He'd also have the ability to 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 screw the guy who once I guess kind of tried to screw him by taking his job in the Patriots drafting of Jimmy Garoppolo it is just funny on how all these pieces end up coming together and listen there's going to be a huge hurdle for Tom Brady to try to come back and play football especially if his minority share uh, of the Raiders goes through and is approved but just when you think that the guy is walking away, that this is finally done, all these dominoes fall into order where you're like, you know what? I could see a path where Tom Brady ends up returning to football. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's really any way that it's going to happen. It's just amazing to me to see how these things all set up for the uh, for the GOAT, if you will, when it comes to the NFL. Yeah, you know, there's sometimes in sports where a narrative kind of forms and you sit there and say, like, this is so dumb. Why does anybody believe it? I'll give you an example from this week. Like when LeBron James is like, yeah, you know, I, I really got to think about what I'm going to do next year. It's like, I'm sorry. I, I Maybe you disagree. I, I never for one half of one second thought that he was actually seriously considering stepping away. And I didn't, I, I don't really know of anybody that actually did as well. This one is one though, where it sounds crazy. Oh, Tom Brady coming back again with Vegas again, but you start to add up the pieces and it makes sense but just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I think that the number one variable that um, it'd be like, like sometimes it's not, it's not even about do the Raiders need him? Do the Raiders want him? Does he want to be a Raider? But he's got to get approval basically from the league because of yeah. the whole ownership situation. And so, you know, it, it's one where even the, like it's one where I do see where people would immediately make that leap. The McDaniels ties, the 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 ties to the to the ownership. Obviously, there are some weird uh, Brady Garoppolo ties from the past as well. But it's one where it's a sexy story. It sounds fun. It's fun to think about. There are a lot of a lot of hoops that have to be jumped through for it to actually happen, though. 
I also think Brady recognizes what he had in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And while there were other options at that time, I think Brady probably viewed his game differently at that time as well. There weren't a lot of teams that were going after so true. Tom Brady. We think that we that it was the Raiders at one point with uh, they're going to go with that bleeping guy instead of me, you know, the Brady talked about. But realistically, when you looked at the options that he had when he was leaving New England, Tampa Bay was far and away the best, like the, the absolute best. He made that team a ready-made Super Bowl team where they ended up going winning the Super Bowl. The Raiders have Devontae Adams. Uh, I was critical of their offensive line. It's it's gotten better than it has been in years past. But still, there's a defense that doesn't stop anyone. Maybe that would be appeasing to Brady. But I'll tell you the one thing that probably is keeping him out of the game. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Like, they're in your division. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he's shying away. But when you look at what the Buccaneers had to compete with, you know, it was basically, all right, I got to go up against an aging Drew Brees and Carolina and Atlanta or whatever. Like there, there was, there was not a lot of, not a lot of competition in there, and I just think that you go to the AFC, you go to that division, uh, where Brady is at his game at this point. Yeah, I, I, I think he stayed retired. I don't think that he wants any part of that. And just be an owner. Just go on, uh, reap the rewards of that. Don't worry about a an eight and nine season that you could be playing with the uh, silver and black. A lot of variables, and I have to think that's one of them. It kind of actually ironically goes to the Aaron Rodgers conversation that we had in the lead-up to the Jets trade of like, okay, you know, you want to go to the Jets, just know it's a different deal having to go through Burrow and Mahomes and whatever to get to a Super Bowl as opposed to Dak and uh, Daniel Jones and whoever else you might as well. Yeah, just even in that division, dealing with Josh Allen. And, I, you know, I think Buffalo may take a little step back uh, this year. Mm. they got to figure out something in Buffalo. But – you know, it's different competing against, you know, the now I say the Lions in a way that I'm like, I, know, I, right? I, don't, I don't want to disparage them because of them being on the, the up and up. But, yeah, I mean, the NFC North was basically the Packers, you know, for a majority of his time there. I don't know if you're going to say the same for the AFC East with Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Today's show is brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at Discover. Discover.com slash Matt. If you're on social media, there are some fake heat accounts oh. that are saying Tyler Hero is questionable for tonight. Oh, that is not my. the case. Yes, yes. No, now you've known. Accounts, that, yeah. yeah. Good. It's a good thing fake. I didn't report on it. I was going to say, fake, be careful, Monty. Next update. Tyler <laughs> Hero's back. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo Mourning, uh, too. Alonzo Mourning's available. <laughs> Dan Marley might be uh, right, available off the bench as well. So, Dan, Not all heroes wear capes, but one will wear a heat uniform <laughs> yeah, tonight. Whoa. Tyler Hero is back. No, yeah. Their fake heat accounts are, uh, are saying that he's questioned. Hey. It's gone on long enough. Like it, it was ridiculous to think that he could actually play the season when he broke his hand against Milwaukee. But now you look at it and you're like, wow, this actually could come to fruition. That those that timetable of Hero could return if the Heat make it to the NBA final, not as uh, far-fetched as we thought just uh, and, a month and a half ago. And, Dan, it's always the name that will give it away, correct? That's what people tend to forget. It's like if it says at Woj on ESPN, and then right below it says uh, Bobby Jones KK1F12. <laughs> you know that's not Adrian Woj. Or not. I I'll, mean, I'll, I don't know was, how people fall for that stuff. Uh, There's a, just a so good, many burner accounts lately. It, mm. also, it also helps when the guy has 
182 followers. Yes. Like that that will also like tell you that it's probably probably not not the case. <laughs> this might be a good and, segment for another summer day, but I don't think I've ever been duped by a fake Twitter account, but I feel like there's there's some pretty good stories out there. Oh, Challenge accepted. Yes, I, I, don't, I don't Yeah, I don't think I have. Yes. Good job there, I'm, Aaron. I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to share anything, so I don't we think should, I, that's that's award worthy. You know, like to to not be. I don't think I've. I don't retweet a lot of stuff. Yeah. So you don't get caught in that way. Where Monty sits right now, you have to be extra extra careful. Yeah. 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 The no. State anchor. No. It's a tough job. <laughs> There's you can't you can't go on and say Tyler Hero's going to play. Yeah. He hasn't. You gotta you gotta you gotta triple and quadruple check. Unless I say according to my heart. Uh, Tyler Hero is going to play tonight. <laughs> According to RZ7472 on Twitter, Tyler Hero. I, you know, this is the up. amazing thing. I don't like either of these teams. Really? I'm Get out of here. Yeah, yeah I can't. Monty. I really don't like either of them. Like, as a Bucks fan, I can't stand the heat because of the recent history and obviously what happened this year. So I've not enjoyed any minute of this run. And the team that I thought that the Bucks were going to be squaring off against and I wanted revenge from last year are the Boston Celtics. So I, it's it's not that I've hate watched. It's just that I have not enjoyed uh, any of the highs and lows of this series because I really just don't like either team. You're not rooting for Jimmy Butler, right? Not yeah. at all. How do you not really, Jimmy? Oh wow. God, Jimmy! Middle of road, yes. middle road Americana right. just shows up every day. His narrative is so is so blown up without the lack of accomplishments. Uh, the the accomplishments, no, but the whole Ramos, accomplishments no. of other players. The whole point is that he's not as good as those other players. Right. Like if he had if he had Kevin Durant's frame and talent, we'd be having a different conversation about Kevin Durant. Look, our our buddy Jason McIntyre, who you hear on the herd sure. a week ago, put yeah. Jimmy Butler <laughs> ahead of Kawhi Leonard on best players from the twenty eleven draft. And it's not just Jason that's fallen victim to it. Well, um, and, and I'm not naming names because I'm throwing Jason under the bus. I just he put it out on Twitter and got a lot of response. And it's just it's an example of how the Jimmy Butler love is just. I mean, we're Jimmy Butler hit the. This is the perfect example. Is the three free throws that he hit in Game Six? Everybody's like, see, it's Jimmy Butler. Let alone what has happened prior in the game or what had happened previously in the last couple of games. It's all like in these spots and we're ready to to elevate him just because he took one team to a bubble final. Like that's Oh, Mickey Mouse is. Championship? Is that where you're going with this no, one? Just, Mickey well, Mouse Eastern Conference Finals? You know, you look and, and Monty, I know you're I know you're sighing <laughs> with all this. We like we really rain on Kawhi's parade, uh, parade because of his injury history. Yeah. But what he was able to do uh, with the Spurs, let alone then to do what he did with the Raptors in his one season, is truly remarkable. I and, agree. And, well, I think so, there's a different conversation between who's had the better totality of a career versus who would you take now this second. And my question is, how many guys would you legitimately take over Jimmy Butler? And I know we're in the moment, but you think about... Because, again, if if this whole – listen, I'm not saying you do it, Dan. I'm not saying Monsi Ramos, myself, does it. But the whole conversation about the NBA has turned into, well, what do you do in the postseason? What about – and so it's like, well, if that is the standard, 
then how many guys would you take over Jimmy Butler today, right now, the second? Not over the course of their careers, not who's going to have more stats. Who right now, the second, how many guys would you take? And if you're telling me right now I got to win a playoff series from game one to game whatever, yeah, I'm taking Jimmy Butler over Kawhi Leonard, among many other people. So, And that's why I'm rooting for him because, you know, you can sit here and say, oh, you know, the narrative's overblown, but it's like the whole narrative is he's not really a superstar that has become a superstar. And and even you go back to Saturday night, like I I was, uh, you, you look at like these graphics of, well, the big two for Boston versus the big two for Miami. It's like, there is no big two. Agreed. Bam Adebayo is a very good role player who has been an all-star. He is not a star. He is not a second guy the way that Jamal Murray's a second guy, the way that Paul George is a second guy, the way that uh, either Kevin Durant or Devin Booker pick your... Like, so, that that's what... To answer the long form, that is why I am rooting for the Heat tonight, which I, I, I know that that's where this all started from. So. The, the, I, I, I don't have a list, but in terms Let's do of, a list. of Let's just of do list radio. Of, of just the, where does he rank on your Mount Rushmore? All-time list. Go ahead, Dan. Right <laughs> he's now, Jimmy not Butler. in Washington's spot, I'll tell you that. Okay. He's not in, yeah, he's not first and foremost. I, I just think... I don't put it this way. We give Jimmy Butler his flowers during the playoffs. Sure. But we don't talk about Jimmy Butler at all during the regular season. Or like this is and maybe that's to your point, Aaron, of like if the playoffs are all that matter. It's just when you look at the NBA and why I think it's such a grind at times. I mean, the the microscope that we put all of these players through. And dealing with that, like Jimmy Butler isn't the conversation. So maybe he's like cornered in this perfect scenario where we look at Jimmy Butler and if they don't do well, we say, well, his team wasn't good enough. Sure. They weren't that good of a, enough of a team. We don't talk about what the Heat have done through the season. But when it comes to winning time and playing a style and they don't score a lot of points. Uh, and, and so he's the one that that does it. You muck up the game a bit and he comes through and it and it ends up working. But we just we don't sit there and you know we don't necessarily criticize what he's done. I'll, I'll put it this way: I think he's almost the opposite of Virginia basketball, Aaron. Mm. Where we like you know where it's we you know look at Virginia. Oh, you can't you know can't get it done in the tournament. You know even the even the one national championship now is being questioned. Oh um, yeah, with the, the complete the complete opposite. Jimmy Butler, we don't worry about during the regular season at all. And then it just gets to the playoffs and we say, always going to do it. And Virginia, we're like, yeah, they're winning in the regular season, but they're not going to win at the tournament. Well, and I'll just wrap by saying this is like, but think about all those guys that we do talk about in the regular season. Don't do squat in the playoffs. You know, quote, you know, cough, 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 John Morant, among others, cough, 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 you know, Luka Doncic didn't even make the playoffs this year. I know he made the Western conference finals last year. So, yeah, I would, by the way, I would just, Taking a look, I would take Jason Tatum over Jimmy Butler. Yeah, tonight. yeah, Jason, Jason Tatum. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, now, you start going down the list, I think it thins out much quicker than I think a lot of people would think. All right, Monty. Uh, Monty's a Clippers fan who wore a Sixers jacket two weeks ago that is cheering for Jimmy Butler. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We're going to see her with a, maybe maybe a Dikembe Mutombo jersey at the NBA Finals. Just kidding, Monsi. Just kidding. I know she's got work to do. All right. Uh, we didn't get to the Pittman stuff. We're going to get to Scottie Pippen. Uh, that's the reveal. I just ruined the tease as well, Aaron. Scottie Pippen's talking trash about Michael Jordan. We'll do that in about 30 minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. We are live for the TireRack.com studios. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today here on Fox Sports Radio. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. There's a big, big deal going on in the NBA. We'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports Radio. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, live from the TireRack.com studios. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres sitting in for Doug today. Uh, let's bring Monsi Bolaños back in. She has a game for us on the This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. You know what? And I owe Monsi an apology because Monsi was not on the air, and I took a cheap shot at Monsi because hmm. I know where her loyalty lies. Oh, I missed teams. it. Yeah, good Monty, one too. What did you I'm say? Sorry. Real low blood. I said... I said, Monty's a Jimmy Butler fan who wore a Sixers jacket to work two weeks ago who loves the Clippers. <laughs> I so all, is, all of it is true, but I am one who is fortunate enough to have the backstory on the Sixers jacket that she got when, you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know oh, she's a Clippers fan. Um, 20 so, years? Yeah. So, Alan you know Iverson. What? Oh, yeah. yeah, she was an AI fan. Yeah. So that, Monty, that is my bad, and I apologize. <laughs> no, it it's fine. Is it beware. Some, some 2001 76ers documentary coming out? I keep seeing ads oh, for it. Yes. I'll, watch yes. it. I'll watch the well, you know 100%. what on that. Yeah. yeah, I think it might be I tonight. I lived it. They, the, like the Bucks go to like a conference finals once every, you know, 25 years. So let's just make a documentary about the team that beat them in seven games. So 100%. We don't do that for any other team. Because of Allen oh, Iverson, though. Man, and Eric yeah, Snow. He was really compelling. Oh, my, da- well. my dad hated Eric Snow. He said he had. How could you hate Eric Snow? He said that he, he had terrible hands. He would always, like, miss catch a ball, and my dad would lose it. Okay. He would say, que de manos de caca. I was going to say, I I know what that means. I was going to say, I I was like, I don't think he was good enough to hate, but maybe that was it. He wasn't good enough. Maybe that's just uh, where it all makes sense. Yes, yes. Game time. Yeah. Yeah, what do you got? Mr. Ramos, what are we playing? Big deal, little deal, no deal. All right, fellas. Big deal, little deal, no deal. The Texas Rangers are in first place in the AL West. Say what? They just won. Yeah, this is a big deal for the moves that they have made throughout the other years, and they're doing it without Jacob deGrom, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really, really big deal. So, yeah, they're good. you're in an advantage when you have the A's in your division, maybe not as much as previous years because of the new schedule, but still to be able to uh, to take over the top spot from Houston. Still a lot of ball to play, and Seattle's really good, and the Angels are, are, are playing all right. Yeah, big deal that Texas has played this well this early, especially without deGrom for a month. I will say big deal for all those reasons, plus obviously you have the Houston Astros in your division who are historically very good. You're ahead of them in the standings. I will say big deal. All right. Big deal, little deal, no deal. The Chicago Bulls privately believe that Lonzo Ball will not play basketball again because of his lingering knee issue. You have a history with the balls, Aaron. Go I, ahead. And- no, I do. I actually saw Doug Gottlieb tweet about this, and it might have been the big baller brand shoes that have led to this. I'll say it's a big deal. It's sad. I mean, Lonzo so sad. was unbelievable. Um, 
you know, like I said, like you said, I, I've known the family forever. I don't think Lavar ever had any, you know, ill will with the brand. So if that's the case, I feel really bad, but definitely a big deal. Mm-hmm. Got a quick one, Monsi? Yeah. How about big deal, little deal, no deal? After the Cardinals released DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt tweeted that he still has the best hands in the game. Uh, I'm going to say little deal. I'm gonna, he's always had good hands. So, I mean, whether it's, you know, the question is, is can he run? You know, that's yeah, – and it, it hasn't been a part of his game too much lately, but I'm just going to say little deal. I'll that's say game l- time. little deal. Yeah. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I do think show. it was a big deal that when he listed off the quarterbacks that he did not mention Deshaun Watson, who he had his best mm. years playing with in Houston, of who he would want to play with. I think that's a big deal. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Did Derek White save Joe Mazzula's job? We'll talk about it next on Fox. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 